Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Nebula podcast. I'm Rob Neuenschwander. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about tech, we talk about SAP, we talk about design, and we talk about other topics of interest. And uh, here today to uh, discuss SAP Tech at 2022. So, um, uh, Rob Neuenschwander, principal, I'm in Minneapolis. Um, I'm Ethan Jewett. I'm director of DevOps Development and Technology, also in Minneapolis, uh, longtime Nebula panelist. We have two new panelists today. Could you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Juhi Kulshrecht. I'm a senior manager in uh, Mindset India office. Awesome, welcome Juhi. Hi everyone, I'm Chetan Teli. Uh, I'm working as a technical architect uh, here in Bangalore Mindset office. Great, welcome. Nice to Thank have you. you. Uh, okay, so uh, today, like I said, we're gonna talk about uh, TechEd. So tech had just happened and um, we haven't had a chance to debrief on it yet. I've certainly seen a bit of discussion in, in the SAP community and, and we've had some internal conversations. So excited to share a little bit about that today and also excited that we have someone who actually attended the events in Las Vegas live and in person. So that'll give us a, <clears throat> a better perspective than the, the briefs and the write-ups and the videos that, that we've seen offhand. So um why don't we start with you, uh, Chetan, and, and talk a little bit about um, what you saw, what was intriguing for you, what was it like to be even back in person at, at an event? Maybe give us some of your early um, mindset, mind thoughts. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So the, the event was, uh, uh, it was a two-day event um, where earlier it, it used to be a four-day but this time they were shortened to two days. And in the two days, uh, they uh, they tried to um, consolidate most of the uh, sessions. And the first day was the keynote session by uh, CTO, Yon Murga. And um, uh, during the keynote session, uh, so they mainly explained about uh, the uh, BTP, uh, which where the uh, SAP has uh, introduced uh, many tools and uh, so many offerings and uh, so the good thing about the sap btp is now uh, their plan is to uh, uh, mainly concentrate on the technology part uh, the irrespective of um, uh, the different uh, line of business like uh, they want to integrate uh, all the line of businesses like lead to cash uh, recruit to uh, retire. Uh, so all the uh, um, all the solutions uh, they I mean they have integrated uh, with uh, considering uh, the technology uh, in the mind. So that's why. Uh, so uh, during the end of the keynote, uh, the uh, Jorgen said uh, business technology is uh, uh, is a platform where. Uh, which is developed by keeping uh, the uh, technology in mind where the businesses, all the line of businesses can be integrated seamlessly cons uh, considering uh, the latest technology for all the uh, enterprises uh, and also considering the sustain sustainability uh, in mind. And with that, uh, so in BTP, uh, they have introduced uh, so many uh, the new, new things, mainly like uh, SAP ABAP Cloud, so which is a latest uh, uh, like means we could say uh, the enhancement of the steampunk and now the 
the web cloud is available or uh, on the on premises for an on premise and as well as uh, yes for on a public and private edition and like that uh, so they have come up with uh, so many other features like uh, in uh, they have introduced a, one uh, a simple button in the sap free applications like uh, undo and redo uh, like whenever the user uh, want to do uh, some operations on the sap fury applications uh, so they can have they can uh, they redo the operations so like this they have come up with um, other tools and technologies mainly uh, like uh, mainly the btps uh, they have this time uh, they said the btps divided across uh, five components uh, one is uh, the uh, SAP uh, apps development and automation and uh, integration and uh, the data and analytics and artificial intelligence. So they have explained across all the different components. Uh, so what are the new new offerings and new tools? Uh, they have uh, I mean they have come up with those all these things. So, uh, so overall, it was a very good learning session, and uh, the SAP is uh, uh, mainly. Uh, their concentration is to uh, uh, move each and every uh, customer to or towards cloud side uh, uh, with uh, the conventional uh, the uh, the ECC uh, platform. Uh, they want everyone to move towards either on the uh, public cloud or private uh, 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 private cloud. Uh, and 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 in fact, uh, even on premise uh, is also the option is given. But their main main uh, uh, like uh, their main agenda is to uh, move everyone towards the cloud so this was uh, cool. the brief about yeah we hear you know the same with a lot of our customers too that that's the, the conversations that they're having internally and with SAP are increasingly focused on a lot of those cloud decision points we we've actually had a number of of engagements recently to you know just have those those conversations in advisory um engagements with customers to help work through the different um the different dynamics of of on-prem versus cloud and even you know which cloud selection um ethan have you was, was there anything surprising in in kind of the the areas that that we discussed thus far yeah like there were a couple of themes this year that i thought were really interesting there were some big themes around sort of consolidating the message um and the sort of the vision for different product categories. So you saw that with SAP build, um, consolidating the sort of low code, no code um, message that SAP has, um, and maybe taking the first steps towards really consolidating the tools. I wouldn't exactly call them fully consolidated yet, but they're um, some, they're better better related to each other, better oriented to each other. Um, similar in analytics, where SAP announced uh, announced a move um, that we discussed in in our last roundtable, um, where some of some of our participants brought a lot of knowledge that um, to that topic, where SAP announced um, that I'm blanking on the name, but announced bringing together all the different um, cloud-based analytics um, tools, um, data warehouse cloud, um, SAP Analytics Cloud. Um, and the and some of the data integration tools um, into sort of one one um, brand, but eventually it'll be one product offering as well is is what it sounds like. Um, so that was that was good. I thought the most surprising thing um, and probably most encouraging thing from my perspective was um, SAP uh, 
starting to recognize the need for on-premise um, aspects of the cloud. So um, to date, SAP's mostly just had sort of cloud connector, and that's been the story around how you get on-premise stuff into the cloud. So it's been a one-way street. Um, you, you don't build new stuff on-prem, you only build stuff in the cloud. And that has that just doesn't work for a lot of customers. Um, it doesn't work for customers that maybe are highly regulated or something like that, where they just can't necessarily use SAP's cloud offering um, to run actual business processing. Um, but it also doesn't work for customers who are on um, older versions of SAP, um, ERP, ECC, um, and business suite, um, or even CRM and other, other on-premise offerings um, that are really struggling to move to cloud where there are very limited tools for doing side-by-side -side extensions and for moving, um, moving in, in place extensions in their applications to the cloud. Um, so some of SAP's announcements, this, this tech head were really interesting from that perspective and I think encouraging. Um, ABAP Cloud, which is in my opinion, badly named because a big aspect of ABAP Cloud, like Chetan said, is that um, it's available on-premise in your um, in, in new S4 HANA systems. Um, and then um, also the, the option to have a, um, an on-premise execution node for integration suite that was um, that was announced and should be available in 2023. So that will help with um, with companies that want to use the tools of integration suite but are not able to um, have that data processed in the cloud or in SAP's cloud. Um, it will also help with customers that are on PIPO and want to move to a cloud-based offering but are struggling to do so. Um, either because of um, because they can't move the business logic or because um, it's on-prem to on-prem integration. And so having it go through the cloud is going to really slow things down. And so they need to have an on-premise processing node. So those, those two things I think are really moving in the right direction. I'm hoping we see more of that from SAP um, in the analytics space also maybe, um, but you know, no announcements there yet. Awesome. Juhi, is there anything that, that you heard or read or um, particularly interested in and in kind of what you've seen come out of TechEd? Yeah, I, I feel the main theme of this TechEd was SAP build and low-code, and especially their demo when they uh, showed a kid building an application. And so they demonstrated how uh, easy it is to build the apps. But I... Uh, you know, firmly believe that uh, customizations will be required for uh, you know bigger players who are uh, using legacy SAP systems or have bigger landscape. But yes, this can be a boon for uh, you know smaller big businesses uh, which require simpler uh, user interface with the power of SAP behind it. So uh, yeah, it may tap the untapped market which has not been targeted yet. And apart from these two, uh, one theme which stood out was uh, joint reference architecture between SAP and AWS. So it has been, uh, it has long been a dream of mine to see SAP having the same features as AWS, like high availability, resiliency, and uh, you know, failover proof, uh, pay as you go, scalability, and so on. So this dream has come true to some extent when um, SAP and AWS joined hands to come up with um, the joint reference architecture. 
now um, you know uh, and one of the architecture is a data federation architecture where um, um, data from sap as well as non sap uh, sources on aws uh, can be federated into sap btp to further leverage it to analyze and provide insights to businesses and not only that now we can um, you know integrate AWS SageMaker, which is an AWS offering for building machine learning models to uh, pro provide the, to build, create, and uh, deploy and train the machine learning models and provide cool features uh, related to artificial intelligence. And apart from that, uh, now we can also use another AWS service called Amazon Route 53 which uh, is like uh, used when um, we want to implement the feature of failover or uh, make, make an application highly available. So all these services now uh, we can integrate along with SAP and this has been made possible by the use of SAP BTP. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention one more service, which is like very important one. It is called Amazon SMS. This also can now be integrated with the uh, uh, SAP BTP uh, to send notifications like uh, SMS and uh, emails and push notifications when whenever an event is triggered from S4 HANA. So yeah, this was one interesting aspect which I learned in this second. Yeah, I think certainly, um, you know, an advantage of, of running with hyperscalers is is the plethora of services that they have and and the accessibility of those services and seeing you know more announcements of of the integration of those and 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 closer partnership um, I think certainly bodes well um, for organizations that are you know that are working in the AWS environment as well as SAP it, it just makes you know a ton of sense to be able to bring those things together rather than having to you know, run things separately and potentially have to, you know, bridge offline or batch or, or other things, or to live with services that maybe aren't as, as robust as you would like when you have access to those um, hyperscaler services. I also read that uh, the many, they, they've increased the number of services that run in multiple regions. And so, um, you know, continuing to press where you can get higher reliability, higher availability, better service um, throughput as well as uptime, um, you know, using those 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 hyperscalers as well as as other cloud providers. I think I think they've, they've announced a lot of increases in that as well. So I think all of that plays into what you said in the beginning. You know, their their strategies to get everybody in the cloud, um, having those services available and, and enabling customers to use them more seamlessly with their SAP environments will will certainly be a, a step in the right direction for that. Chetan, did you did you hear? Uh, tell tell us a little bit about what you heard about Build when you were out there, because certainly that was the first thing that I started hearing a lot about, and and probably caught the most attention in the media from the things that I saw. So it clearly seemed like there was a lot of external interest in it. What what was it like in Las Vegas? Yeah. Uh, so when they uh, they started with the. Uh, um... SAP build uh, only when they started uh, the keynotes, uh, uh, the session. So uh, as per my my uh, understanding and my takeaway, so the SAP build was there since from many years, earlier uh, around four to five years. Uh, so since uh, five years, the SAP build was there. 
and and later they come up with uh, the app giver uh, which is a uh, offering for low code and no code solution and now this time what i uh, understood is uh, so now they uh, enhanced the app giver and they added some some more future i mean they integrated the app app giver into the uh, uh, the sap build and they come up with the sap uh, the sap build as a complete low code and no code solution for uh, the business users but uh, the uh, i mean the main features in the sap uh, app build is uh, so here uh, the it is mainly uh, uh, build uh, concept like uh, the concentrating on uh, uh, as the cto said so in the, uh, the uh, i mean the globally we are uh, facing a scarcity of the developers so hence they want to uh, make the uh, uh, the business users uh, or the key users to develop the app uh, with a uh, little bit of uh, efforts from the uh, the it team side so uh, so in this new app build uh, so here the business users can uh, they create the app and they can uh, they can uh, uh, integrate uh, some uh, uh, process automations and also they can uh, create a, a site business site uh, so with these uh, with these three uh, 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 i mean these are three uh, me, uh, main key features in the scp app build uh, and here uh, uh, here uh, also uh, so I, I mean we could see uh, last time uh, i mean uh, so we have discussed uh, i think in the, i mean in one of the nebula session uh, so we have discussed about the sap signa view so they integrated sap signa view into sap build in order to integrate uh, the uh, to automate the business processes and uh, the, uh, and also they have added uh, in order to uh, uh, create a fury launchpad kind of experience so, uh, so they have added a sap uh, build work zone so here the users can create the app with low code and no code uh, and and also they can integrate uh, the business processes uh, uh, and also they can integrate uh, the um, the services provided by the SAP mainly. I mean, uh, they can integrate the OData services into the SAP build application with the help of destinations. Uh, I mean, where the user can able to select the different destinations uh, through that they can integrate the different OData services, and they can create a complete uh, Fury app kind of application uh, so over the build. And also, not only that, so they can create uh, the uh, the site kind of. Uh, uh, think uh, over the launchpad service. Uh, I mean, uh, so now the launchpad service is upgraded as a work zone, SAP build work zone. Uh, so where they can create uh, and integrate uh, the business process automations and also they can create the site. And uh, uh, so, uh, and here, like, uh, so it is a kind of 80% uh, work will be done by the business users and the remaining, if they want any, uh, like apart from low code and no code, if they want the pro code, uh, where uh, the users can take it forward. Uh, I mean, uh, they mainly that uh, the developers can take it forward and they can add uh, a more uh, the uh, the code into it, and they can uh, create a, a final a productive SAP Fury application uh, for the customers and yeah client. So yeah, this is about the SAP build. Yeah. Well, that that sounds certainly sounds useful. Um, the, the, you know, the the efforts to get some traction with AppGyver seem to you know stall a little bit. I, I, you know, they had a product announcement, and then 
you didn't really see, I didn't at least see a lot of um, uptick in, in the marketplace on use. So having a more, um, you know, kind of robust and, and inclusive um, platform was is certainly a good attempt. I think that there still is a, obviously a value proposition. Um, you know, the organizations can't just can't get to all of the automation that they need with professional development in-house or, or with partners. Uh, so if there are simpler use cases and and it's and it's um, it's more uh, approachable, easier for for people to use and manage, um, then I, I think that bodes well. I, I saw it's also announced uh, the pricing is that build is available in the SAP or the BTP free tier as well. So that encourages at least some trial and and use of it as people see if that's something that they want to adopt or put their toe in the water or, or put their, their whole foot or jump all the way in. Ethan, have you, have you seen anything on that? Do you have a, you know, kind of a, a in your mind, a, a position for where that would add value for customers right away? Yeah. I mean, I, I like what they're doing as far as the pricing um, finally for, for some of these, for these build products. I think they're um, priced in a sort of accessible level and um, are, are, have an entry point that is that's workable um the i i'm I, I remain a little bit skeptical about the sort of no code concept um i think that um but i, I do think that sab build um all, all these tools whether it's work zone or process automation or the um or apps are even if they don't never take off as no code tools i think they're um, potentially really great um, developer enablement tools where um, you know, the other solution to solving the developer shortage is that you make developers more efficient. <laughs> and if we can have developers build, you know, 20 simple apps with SAP build apps in the same amount of time that it takes to build one sort of one very, uh, one sort of fully custom UI5 application. Um, great. That's, that's a great thing for everybody, I think. Um, now, I think there will be questions as to like, What's the level of quality of those applications? How well tailored are they? How how, um, how well do they integrate with um, with other Fiori applications or mobile applications? Um, but that's something that SAP can continue to move forward, um, including pulling older applications forward um, as they sort of refresh the theme and that sort of thing. Um, so again, I mean, I, I do expect that there will probably be some uptake from a no-code perspective, especially in organizations that are willing to do the legwork to make it a usable, um, to make it a usable platform for their non-developer um, business users. Um, but even if it doesn't work, I think it'll still be it'll still be useful. Um, I also kind of think that I, I'm really struggling with this, and I'm curious what you all think. But you know, if you think back 20 years and you think about the sort of quote citizen developers that we all had in our organization, so if you went into any finance department in the world, right? There was somebody in that department who was building um, who was building Visual Basic applications in Excel, um, and it's not like they couldn't code, right? They were they wanted to get something done, and they taught themselves not just to use Excel, which is Excel, which is Excel itself a programming environment, but to actually use Visual Basic um, and build macros and build full applications, essentially, oftentimes. Um, and so, I, I really do wonder if we're if we're a little bit focused on the wrong in the on the wrong thing here is like is no code really important for 
non-developers or is it more that we have to put the tools in their hands so is the problem that there's that is the problem that they can't code or is the problem that they aren't allowed to code um so anyway and that's what i'm a little bit struggling with also but um but yeah i do i do think that there's there's something there as far as build an app driver yeah scripting languages um and basic variants have have been around forever and, and are generally pretty pretty um understandable by people with the, with a relatively small amount of effort so you're you're right on with that one i think Ethan. well i can never understand visual basic so i don't know how, i don't know how everybody else did <laughs> Well, yeah, I have uh, experienced uh, working on uh, a SaaS application of SAP called SAP Conquer. So I I used to be really disappointed when I couldn't make changes on the user interfaces. So I what all I could do was just go and uh, configure the SAP Conquer application using the available uh, tools. So it was really disappointing for me. And now also I can't understand how, uh, I mean, this low code, no code offering, uh, how much useful it would be. And, you know, uh, for uh, giving that wow factor to the customer, we always need to customize even that small tick or a small symbol on the user interface matter, which cannot be provided by giving standard applications. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I think you're getting at the same thing, Juhi, which is, and you know, if we, I, I don't think this is the case for Concur, but with S4HANA, of course, um, SAP provides all kinds of capabilities for um, for what they call key users, but for power users to be able to customize the the Fiori experience for the rest of the organization. Um, and I've I've yet to see a company actually deploy those tools as intended and allow. And, and allow actual business users to be set up as key users um, to be able to deploy changes to Fiori applications. Um, so hide fields, remove, move fields, um, that kind of thing. Like I don't see companies doing that. Um, and and that's, I mean, that, I think that's exactly what you were looking for, right? With Concur and the tools are there, um, but companies aren't deploying them. So I, I do question a little bit and I, I I saw some really good interviews about this that um, John Reed did actually. Um, I'm not sure if he was doing the interview or if he was quoting um, an interview that he he saw, but um, the SAPs, the, the audience for these no-code tools wasn't at TechEd, right? It's not a business user conference, but, um, but the point that SAP was making in these interviews was, the first audience they need to convince is IT because IT is actually the problem here um, in that IT doesn't give the tools that already exist to the end users to be able to control their own applications. Um, and, you know, the question is, is IT going to give SAP build to their end users? Um, I think we need to challenge IT departments to actually put this, these user empowering tools into place. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's been, I mean, that's been a, a give and take for eons, right? I, I think there's, IT's always had this love-hate relationship with access for, you know, a lot of the same reason. It, it empowers departments and work groups to, <clears throat> to create capabilities and, and offload some of what, you know, the, you know, the pipeline of demand that could be crushing. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, I think the problem is usually it's very difficult to manage once it gets into the environment, actually maintaining it 
and um, you know having backups and 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 then having the tools grow beyond what they were ever intended to be. And pretty soon, uh, you know, the experience from an IT perspective is they get thrown over the wall and say, "Hey, you need to support this now because it's you know it's too big. I can't manage it anymore." Well, we didn't build it, yep. and, and it's not anything it's really made for me to support. So that's I think that's where that 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 lies. So I think you're right, Ethan. Getting getting the right profile of the tools and how they how they can be managed in the environment and, and enable these users is probably the key win in, in, in making it successful. Yeah. The one um I, I want to shift gears. Um one of the the other topics that I saw that I I saw was kind of interesting is there's a there's a whole bunch of new learning that was announced and um, including a partnership with Coursera. And I've I've taken courses um, from Coursera in in other companies, and and I find it to be a really effective learning platform. And um, developers that that I managed used it to great effect, and and were very fond of it. So that was um, I thought that was a really um, helpful and 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 bode in a in a development that bodes well in the continuing growth of of the learning capabilities and in, in the platform, and then a bunch of audacious goals around how many, like training two million new developers for, um, or, or touching two million developers in in learning new skills and upskilling to serve um, hundreds of thousands of new jobs that they foresee coming. Um, so I, I thought that was really good. I, I've been impressed with kind of the, the what SAP's done lately within the last year or so to improve its its learning platform. And, and I thought that Coursera announcement was was really um, welcome to see. Any other thoughts on on that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, they they have come up with a one more uh, uh, thing. Uh, I mean, in BTP, uh, uh, which is SAP Discovery Center. So, uh, so this is a, a place where uh, the users can, uh, I mean, uh, the developers can uh, go there, and if and they can uh, simulate the end-to-end -end, uh, processes of a particular service. So, keeping in mind, like. Uh, if you want to learn uh, about the end-to-end process of a particular uh, BAS tool or SAP build tool, so for everything, so they created a, a, a comprehensive information in the SAP Discovery Center where uh, we can uh, take up a particular uh, mission and uh, we can uh, start uh, working on that and we can start learning on that. And uh, so they have provided uh, like step-by-step -step information um, along with the screenshot where we can uh, practice ourselves and we can uh, uh, we can uh, we can learn more about a particular service uh, in the btp platform so i found the sap discovery center is also one of the uh, uh, main area where uh, we can learn uh, so many things mm -hmm. and it, they announced at TechEd that they added 10 new use cases to the discovery center as well so there's you know those missions that you described. They've they've got more content out there and, and more scenarios that that developers can can use. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean. I think the more the SAP can expand its learning offerings and make learning freely available to the community and people who want to learn about SAP, I think the better off they're going to be, and and we're all going to be. Um, the 
learning.sap.com also has new learning journeys that have been added. I think they're aligned with the Discovery Center ones largely. Um, uh, so, you know, there's a long way to go. Like, there's still a bunch of stuff locked behind locked behind walls in Learning Hub um, that's very hard to get to. Um, and, you know, SAP has a lot of work to do to, um, to sort of free all that content, I guess I would say. I think they're definitely on the right track there. Um, would love if it went faster, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, for sure. Chetan, did you, yes. did you get into any labs while you were there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I attended uh, this one SAP Discovery Center, uh, particular hands-on lab mm -hmm. where uh, we, we, uh, we created one uh, cap service, uh, cap application and uh, uh, using BAS tool and uh, uh, using SAP uh, like SAP build tool, we uh, we created a site for that particular application uh, by using content. Uh, yeah, so that that particular hands-on hands-on lab I attended, and apart from that, I attended one more lab where uh, we can uh, we can create a cap application uh, so which can work uh, with multi-tenancy capability. Uh, so saying that, so we can create a, a cap application uh, in BTP tool and with just one line uh, with one liner code, uh, just mentioning in the uh, project configuration file, we need to just mention multi-tenancy as true. And uh, also we need to provide the, on which particular uh, tenant that our cap application we want to work so that that information so we can provide. Uh, with that, uh, we can, uh, we can leverage the uh, same application uh, across different tenancy. Uh, like this, this is uh, more useful when the particular uh, customer has a um, requirement like they want to uh, develop a, a application uh, across the different countries uh, uh, by thinking a particular. Uh, so each country has uh, uh, different instances. So yeah, like instead of creating a, a same application across different uh, 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 tenants. So we can build a, a single application and we can make that application as a multi-tenant. So that that one hands-on lab I attended. Unique unique uh, experience at, at TechEd with the, the number of labs as compared to Sapphire and some, some of the other events. It's it something I always enjoyed about that, that particular venue. So I'm glad to see that come back for sure. Julie, I think I interrupted you earlier. Did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, I just wanted to say that there is one more website, health.sap.com, which is a one-stop shop for many mm -hmm. learnings. And you can kickstart your BTP journey also. And it has really good documentation for BTP transformation over there. Yeah. So, and other, yeah, the other thing which you can leverage is uh, Roadmap Journeys, which has been recommended by SAP Activate. To, and uh, it's really very interesting and you, you have a lot of solutions over there. You can filter uh, by using different criteria like industries and, uh, you know, domains and applications and so on. So it's, uh, yeah, we can, you have a lot of material which we can utilize. Yeah, sounds good. Chetan, was there still um, a lot of networking opportunities and things that you encountered while you were there? That's one of the benefits of getting together. We've we've lamented that on um, on this podcast at times with 
the all the virtual events one of the things you miss is is seeing other people meeting other people um being able to kind of get you know a a, a more um interactive dialogue going with them did you did you see a lot of that at the event yeah uh, i i uh, i met a couple of people uh, across different uh, industries uh, um uh, who came to attend the inter, uh, like uh, the event um and and apart from that uh, i got opportunity to uh, meet uh, the sap uh, the open sap mentors uh, like which we usually uh, see in the open sap courses and i got opportunity to uh, speak with them and uh, yeah i got uh, many informations uh, like mainly uh, now uh, like the web cloud uh, whatever uh, we are uh, uh, like uh, developing the app related uh, extension or development uh, till now uh, like whenever we used to develop on the network gateway so uh, no one wants so we can develop the same thing over the acps for ana stack yeah so and also like uh, in that particular uh, the rap application uh, so we have i mean they um, i mean they integrated uh, Uh, everything in the btp so that uh, we uh, like including the transport mechanism uh, the application development so everything is integrated into a, a btp platform and uh, yeah so i got opportunity to meet uh, these people yeah so uh, and along with that uh, the different uh, uh, associates uh, so who came from uh, the different organizations yeah mm-hmm. so it was good and uh, Yeah, and also uh, apart from that, uh, so they uh, and they uh, installed some uh, some kind of uh, small uh, stalls kind of thing where a couple of the SAP uh, folks came there and they uh, demonstrated the latest technologies. Like uh, I I got interested to see a virtual reality uh, kind of thing. Uh, the SAP they are working on a particular product uh, where. Uh, we can we can do the virtual uh, shopping kind of uh, activities uh, like they come up with a particular uh, device where the user can wear into uh, into ums over the head like a spect and uh, uh, with the help of the virtual reality the user can uh, do a particular like shopping kind of experience uh, by sitting at uh, like his convenient so so those kind of things okay Very cool. What else? Uh, anything that you were hoping to hear about? Any of you that that you didn't? Any anything that maybe by absence you were disappointed? Uh, no, uh, because uh, the main thing was I mean, I, I concentrated mainly on the hands-on labs part because the virtual sessions. Uh, so I thought um, so I could uh, go through afterwards. But uh, since uh, so we we have a. Uh, Uh, opportunity to only attend uh, two hand like I means we can register only two hands on labs uh, in the sap ticket uh, website uh, and the remaining uh, the hands on means i got I mean, i mean i was interested to uh, go for one more hands on which is related to uh, the rap uh, model uh, but since i didn't register <laughs> so i couldn't get a uh, uh, seat to uh, go and attend Not enough time in the day. Not enough seats in the labs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think there was anything that was, uh, there was a bunch of stuff missing, obviously, but nothing, nothing huge that I had major expectations about. I, I did, you know, I always, you know me, Rob, Judy, I always want stuff to go faster. So <laughs> I, I want SAP to just to do it all right. And they, there's, there's limited bandwidth. Um, but I, I was really encouraged to see some of what's going on with IOP Cloud and the, the move to on-premise um, and the alignment of the platforms there. I think that's been a missing story for probably five years now. And, um, and just, the, it just it's really good to see that starting to happen. Um, so I, I hope that, that we continue along that path. Joey, any, any final thoughts, things that, that you had seen or didn't see that, that you thought was noteworthy? Yeah, one of the main themes which I believe uh, we have missed discussing is uh, that uh, SAP emphasized on the user experience this time, and they have come up with a number of apps uh, or uh, different um, you know tools for that, like Task Center, SAP Start, SAP Mobile Start, and then Bind 360 degree in intelligent spend. And apart from that, they have come up with SAP Theory Horizon, which is all new UX experience. And it is a new design language, which is intuitive to use, more accessible and more inclusive. And it is contemporary, friendly, and bold new designs are there. So this is uh, yeah one of the highlights yeah. of this time. Good, thank you. Well, I think uh, we're uh, about, out of time and steam on, on this topic. So um, I wanna thank you all for taking the time to um, share your your thoughts and your your reflections. Um, Chetan, I really wanna thank you for sharing your, your in-person experience with us. I'm jealous that you're able to go. I look forward to a time when, when these events are more open to, to everybody again, but very happy that you were able to make it and, and inform us on, on what happened and, and um, look forward to, to more um, you know, kind of seeing some of these these activities and, and announcements roll out into into our environments and start to get our hands on them. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Okay. So with that, thank you, Rob. Thanks, everybody, and um, have a great day. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.